Hello, you little hot honey crabs, and welcome to episode 107 of Hungry in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by Carrie. Hello, and happy day after the return of the living <laughs> dead day. Did That's I say right. that right? Yeah. Did I get it? Yes. It oh. is uh, America's birthday yeah. today as we record. But more importantly, um, yesterday was the day that the events of Return of the Living Dead take place. And I wanted to do that justice because I know it is one of your favorite movies of all time. Yes, and I'm wearing the shirt. Um, yes. They're back from the grave and they're ready to party. Yeah. And they blow yeah. up Louisville, so. The best part. <laughs> and you cannot convince me. I know that it was made in the back lot like movie set somewhere but you cannot convince me that that's not louisville kentucky have you been to louisville lately have you been to market street i try not to go well there's there's a real dividing line when you go to downtown louisville and where you've got like fun stuff and yeah it's all cool and hip and historic and wild and da, 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 da. like main street and market street and fourth street live and that whole little like block there but then you start going the other direction on market street and it is like a real life return of the living dead please watch the movie if only to watch the set it's like old dilapidated warehouses and it looks like it's been abandoned for 48 years at least and um there's gutter punks everywhere there's a cemetery that's chained up not confirmed that there's a cemetery in that area but if there was i wouldn't be surprised um, but yes, that is that's the hill I'm dying on. So do you feel like George Romero went to Louisville and said, "Hey, this is exactly where I need to set this movie"? Um, well, it was Dan O'Bannon. Oh, sorry, I um, knew I knew I was going to get that yeah. wrong, but that's um, that's George a- Romero's uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay, see, yeah. George Romero's the only one I know, so I mm. said it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to look smart. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm not like a huge. I, I know enough to know some stuff. I'm not like a huge George Romero head. Um, he's obviously made some classics. But um, but yeah, this is... Uh, and I don't know if Dan O'Bannon's made any other movies besides this one. But this is his crowning uh, joy, starring Clue Gulliger, um, R.I.P. He died last year, and that was a big that was a big loss in the horror community. And the Western community. He was in a lot of Westerns in like the 60s and 70s. But um, yeah, it's a... Got some great people in it, and he's fantastic in it. Um, pretty sure I used to have the same pair of New Balance shoes that uh, Ernie wears in the in the mortuary. But yeah, it's a fun movie. It's not really scary. It's like a horror comedy. But definitely check it out. Um, yes, it does involve, spoiler alert, um, the army having to send a nuke and hit downtown Louisville with it because... They uh, they had some army secrets there that were exposed, but yeah, you know it only it only took out a like what four square miles I think or something or it did it didn't destroy the whole city. It only killed four thousand people. Oh okay. So, well you know you know they think they think they cleared it out, All but right. much to their chagrin and little to their knowledge, when they cremated the first body that had the stuff on it, it seeped down into the ground with the. With the rainwater, so it's gotcha. Okay, uh, he wrote the he uh, Dan O'Bannon wrote the screenplay for Alien. Oh, also, oh. and he was from St. Louis, Missouri. Well, there you go. So, also love Alien. Yeah, it's interesting. A great movie. But yeah, the great 
movie of I, there's two more Return of the Living Dead movies that I have not seen um, have on good authority that the second one's pretty terrible and the third one is pretty awesome so definitely gotta check those out I know a lot of people there's a lot of merch out there for the third one but um, but yeah if you're looking for something hokey and fun and kinda zombie scary uh, yeah check it out it, and it starts it on July a, 3rd mm-hmm. it has a Linnea Quigley a Scream Queen in it um, fully naked except for some leg warmers. Oh my! Most okay. of the movie. Okay. Yeah. She just running around. Yeah, basically, that's what she's known for. <laughs> oh, she's okay. like gotcha. the screen queen who just instantly takes all her clothes off. Me and Brett, <laughs> friend of the show, Brett of White and Pop Hearts, went to see a m- movie Q and A with her in Louisville a couple of years ago, and she it was just like a retrospective of her whole career, so she was like, you got to watch her watching all the scenes where she uh, instantly takes all her clothes off in horror movies, and she's just like, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, she's just like not phased by it at all. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, so here's this movie from 1978 where you just came in and she's instantly naked, and then like all sorts of stuff happened, and she's just like, oh yeah. That was that was an interesting movie. You know, I really had a good time on that set, and uh, that that director was great. <laughs> it's, just, it's just her running around naked, and yeah, she's just naked all the time. All right, hey, you know what? It good. She's a very sweet lady, though. Good for her for for making yeah. a career out of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and you not and not being movie. embarrassed about it. That's right. Don't be embarrassed of your body. You know, if you got a good body, I guess flaunt it. If you don't have a good body, flaunt that too. Whatever you want to do. Whatever makes you happy. We don't care. Mine will stay fully clothed at all times. (laughs) But that's my deal. But yeah, so good time. Good movie. All right. But yeah, I just, I wanted to make sure that I said that correctly and I got it in at the beginning. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Yep. Yep. Uh, Wow. So uh, we have weathered some weather here the past couple of days. Past a week or so. We've had so many severe thunderstorms. It has to be a record of severe. There were three in one day the other day. I said yesterday, if I didn't get a break from these things, I don't know what I was going to do because we we got another casualty. Well, we we do, but we got we got really really lucky, like really lucky. I will just say that Um, Mm -hmm. we did lose a tree. uh, And if you want to hear more about about all of that uh, situation, you're just going to have to tune into to the next (laughs) to episode three seventy nine next week of, of GBS. But yeah. uh yeah so we but we did get really lucky like to weather the stuff the way we did cuz I know down in Richmond they got they just like last week they got they got it really bad. Yeah and uh and uh Renee was really pretty affected by that. So she's having a lot of issues with her house mm-hmm. and because she's dealing with that and some other stuff going on. Um, she's not going to be joining us. Yeah, she's stepping away for, for a little yeah, bit. for a little just bit. Just for a little so. bit. So, yeah, she's going to be on hiatus for yeah. a bit. Yeah, she's just uh, taking a break. So, when she's able to come back, she's welcome back in, with open arms. Yeah, and and yeah, uh, yeah so, uh, and she'll be doing her reports and, and all of that stuff. But for now, we're going to put the reports on hiatus, too. We'll just yeah. we'll put that out there. We're going to we're gonna experiment with some, some, some new segments going on. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so definitely change it up. So little. yeah, Renee, Renee is on hiatus, so we'll just we'll just go ahead and put that that yeah. out there. But yeah, I had a, a at least somebody at work, one person at work, who's with that hail mm-hmm. where the side of their house just got shredded. And a lot of people had that issue with That's their siding. Yeah, Renee had, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, if y'all just keep her 
uh, send her some good vibes because uh, her house it's not like beyond repair but any, by any means it's li- it yeah. look it looks pretty bad just aesthetically so. and you know you want to get that taken care of because if you have that wood exposed and you don't want water getting into it mm-hmm. you know on a regular and that kind of thing so yeah, yeah. and well, that can be a real pain in the butt trying to deal with insurance and all exactly. that exactly so hopefully that weather has is done for a while so yeah i just i just can't with it anymore yeah that's it's been a lot no more no more we got and we actually got lucky on sunday Mm -hmm. because i haven't done a whole lot in terms of like eating out or trying different places just (laughs) because i just have been i mean i don't know i just been kind of lazy i guess but um Yeah, we got really lucky because after we recorded GBS, me, you, and Heather walked down to uh, Bella, Bella yeah, yeah. yeah, which was really good. And uh, we just got lunch this time. We didn't do the mm-hmm. brunch. And uh, I mean, we can go ahead and talk about that now if you want. But um, yeah. yeah, whatever. Uh, I just thought it'd be maybe a good a good segue into that. Sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we. I'm just saying we got lucky because we walked down. It's it's a very short with what like. I don't even know, Five minutes. not even that, from Lauren's house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, had a nice lunch. I had the fish sandwich with Brussels sprouts, which were very delicious. But then I ended up eating most of Heather and Sarah's <laughs> <laughs> truffle fries, which, oh, my God. You got, you have to agree those truffle fries were on point. They're good, but I think I had an epiphany and not a good one. Oh, no. I think I'm past my <gasps> truffle phase. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, it's not that it doesn't taste good. It just leaves an aftertaste in my throat that every time, and I'm my gassy girl, I burp a lot. So every time I burped for the next 12 hours, it was just like <laughs> truffle. I, like way back here, like that's way fair. back okay. here in the yeah. esophagus area. It's just yeah. like, like little hints of like yeah. really garlicky truffle. And it's just like, oh, this, this makes my body not feel great. So I could see that. I think I think it's passed me by. I really hate that because I, lo- I love some truffle fries. But you do have to admit, going down there are pretty good. good. Going down, yeah, yeah. They just leave an aftertaste that I think I've grown to not love. But yeah, that truffle oil on those fries was—I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brussels sprouts are good. Did you have a Brussels sprout? Mm-mm. Okay, Heather. Heather tried a couple. They were like honey. They had honey, mm-hmm. like a honey glaze on. They were really good. Yeah, I and uh, the, the fish sandwich is good. It was just like a grilled fish fish sandwich. Fish sandwich. Fish sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So yeah, we we had a, we had a good time. You had uh, I had the the buttermilk chicken tenders. Yeah, sure, the buttermilk. Yeah, they were good. Were they? Mm-hmm. And they came with some like really garlicky aioli that was really good mm-hmm. um, for dipping. And uh, yeah, I always like anything that I've had from there. It's really good. Their salads are really good. Um, yeah, definitely check them out. And they are opening a second location. They are over in um, Palomar. Palomar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so definitely go go check them out either when that location opens or, or down in the Chapter Chase. We just got lucky because. We walked, we walked back to our cars, we got in our cars, and I believe everybody was home by the time yes. that storm hit. So. I got a warning when I was in the car, and I was like, oh, it doesn't really look like anything's going to happen. And then I was home for maybe 15 minutes, and it got black, yeah. and then hail just right. started pouring from the sky. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah, it was. Why is this happening again, my poor car? The wind over here was just scary, stupid, um, which ended up blowing a lot of trees down. But. Although, I've decided, I think, where my little neighborhood is situated it gets shielded from a lot if it it's like down mm-hmm. it's shielded by like a big 
hill and mm-hmm. a bridge so i feel like yeah it's lucky that, if it wasn't for that we would get a lot more damage yeah. from these storms but knock on wood yeah y'all. i have not gotten any damage ever living yeah. in that house even with that wind that we had back in march mm-hmm. or whatever that was you you thought your your uh patio furniture was gonna oh i thought for yeah. sure that that was like down the <laughs> was it gone down or? the hallway <laughs> there in the back but it was still there yeah, and yeah. it's still there hasn't moved so real quick um speaking of restaurants that we had heard were coming expanding mm-hmm. it is true 100 percent has been confirmed by the local news stations Mm -hmm. that carson's is indeed coming within walking distance of fort lewis that's exciting yes it is yeah so they are going to be up in the old andover golf course country club i just hope and i don't see how that they can they can like um, say that you can't because the path that the golf course takes like kind of it goes up goes up that hill goes up to the top to the um to the country club mm-hmm. and then you can either go down you can go under the tunnel that goes underneath todd's road and then go up more golf course or you can take a right and then kind of go down and then more golf course that way i don't i don't see how they could keep people from walking on that path because it's not going to hurt anything with people walking on the path because mm-hmm. i use that area i use that a lot so i'm hoping that they don't i don't see why they would yeah it would be dumb if they did that but um yeah i mean i guess that just means we'll go to carson i guess we'll just walk every podcast is what i'm hearing (laughs) yeah so and i guess i read that they're gonna um it's it's good that they're expanding because number one their their parking situation is going to get this getting ready to get bad down there Mm -hmm. because they're gonna lose they're losing that lot right Mm because the bank that's coming in but I also read where they're going to have like a banquet space and like uh, event space, which they don't have the room for that in that building that where they are downtown, nor do they have the parking. And the parking at the, once they get all that, that lot cleaned up and get it repaved, they're going to have a ton of parking over there. Good. Yeah. So rumors were true. For once. Good rumors. Yeah. I think you actually did at least one more thing than I did. Yeah, I tried a couple of places. I mean, I had, I took the, I don't do this very often at all. It's a big L money-wise, but I, I took the L and I door-dashed Big Kahuna to my house. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know why. I just felt like treating myself to some Hawaiian. How much there. was it? It's a $7 delivery fee. Wow. Yeah. Is it because you're so far out? Uh, well, they're not on Dash Pass. Oh. And yes, the further you are away from them, the higher it gets. So it might not be as bad if we had it if I had it delivered here because we're closer. Probably not. When we've de- when we've had it delivered to work before, it's only been three ninety nine. Okay. So yeah, it's like double the price. Yeah. It was worth it every single bit. I was like, I'm gonna get it and save half for lunch tomorrow. No, I ate every single bit. <laughs> so good it's so, so good love the katsu i didn't know they were on doordash now i'm just gonna doordash a bunch of spam masubis oh yeah like 12 spam masubis and you don't really have to worry about the oh am i getting 12 dollars worth so i can get free delivery you're not getting free delivery either way so just get what you want get one spam masubi and have it delivered that's probably not worth it but you know don't don't fret about having to order a lot of things like sometimes i do all right, um, that's good to know. But yeah, they are on DoorDash only. They used to be on Uber Eats only, and now they're on DoorDash. Okay. Um, but that's as good as always. It's never going to be not good. Um, but I tried a new place that 
I guess it's popping up a lot more around here because they're getting one in London too. If it hasn't already opened, it's called Slim Chickens. It's a. I was under the impression that it was more of a, like a, um, what's that place called? Canes. Mm-hmm. But um, it seems to me more. I was looking at the menu and after eating it, like a better Zaxby's. In some ways. I feel like on a couple of those, like, uh, food, Lexington food Facebook groups or whatever, that I saw some people say that they had it and that they, I feel like one comment that stuck in my mind was somebody was like, oh yeah, it's more like an elevated Zaxby's. Yeah, well, so this might make people mad, but I don't like Zaxby's. It's it's borderline gross. I feel like the last time I had Zaxby's, I was like, this is really salty. Well, and the, the way... I don't know what they're doing to these chickens to make the tenders, but it's almost like when you bite into one, it's just like a circle. It's like it's like they took a bunch of chickens and like put them rolled together, them up. <laughs> like sushi. Yeah, them. it's almost like there's like a bunch of chicken circles on the inside, and a texture is like becoming. It already has become a huge thing for me, so that texture freaks me out. And then the only thing I like from there really is the fries. They have good fries at Zaxby's. Oh, yeah. Um, everything else is like, meh. I mean, I'll eat it if that's... Like, I ate it on my vacation, mm-hmm. but that was a desperation. We can pull into McDonald's or we can pull into the Zaxby's. And Zaxby's was the winner. and I would have maybe rather had McDonald's, Well, okay. well you could have gone McDonald's nugs and Zaxby's fries. Ew. Yeah, that could have been good. <laughs> I mean, that would have been like extra waiting in line or whatever, but... Yeah, yeah. but well, besides the point, the Slim Chicken... I'm going to give it, I think I said I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay. Best chicken tenders in the game, I would say. Really good tenders. Um, not chewy at all. There wasn't any gristle in them. Like sometimes the five, or five Guys. I also had Five Guys the other day. I've eaten like a trash person lately. Um, <laughs> but not sometimes with Raising Cane's, you get like the sinewy part of the chicken in there. Um, nothing like that. It was all like really good, tender, tendies, not dried out, really juicy. Um, you get them plain, you can get sauce on them. Um, but I got the three wings and three tenders thing. I think it's called the three and three because they have wings too, just to see what they were about. Um, the wings, no, you can skip those. The wings were pretty bad just because they didn't have any meat on them. They're like Uh, those real stringy wings. mm -hmm. Um, so I maybe got like three pieces of chicken off of all three wings and they weren't big pieces, but, um, I had Korean barbecue on the wings and that was good. I was going to ask you, what'd you have on the tenders? Uh, they were naked, naked without sauce, but you get the meal is a three and three. It's three tenders, three wings, one side and two Texas toast and two dipping sauces. Oh. And it was like 12 something maybe. Well, it's, I mean, that's about average. It's not bad. Yeah. Um, but the toast was, it was just like Texas white bread. To- it wasn't butter. even Texas toast. Really? It was just white bread that was toasted. Oh. Did so, it even have butter on it? Yeah, I guess it had butter on it, if oh. that's what you're calling uh-huh. Texas toast. Yeah, kind of. I think kinda. of like big, thick pieces yeah. of toast. This that's was, Texas toast. This was wee. Okay. So. White toasted bread with butter on it. Yeah. No to the bread, no to the wings. I got coleslaw because I'm a freak and I like coleslaw and I don't like fries that much. Uh, and someone already told me that the fries were like soggy, so I skipped those. But the coleslaw was really good. I liked it. The tenders were fantastic. The wing sauce was really good. Korean barbecue would recommend that. And then I got cayenne ranch. What? 
And then their their like specialty sauce. It's kind of like their cane sauce. It's mm-hmm. called Slim Sauce, I guess. Okay. Um, it didn't taste like much to me. I guess it's supposed to be like a tomato based, like really thick dipping sauce. Okay. It was weird. Hmm. Um, it kind of tasted like tomato bisque vaguely. Weird. When it had a flavor, but it mostly just didn't have much of a flavor. Okay. But I got it because it's their signature sauce. Um. The Cayenne Ranch was really good. All right. Korean barbecue Cayenne Ranch. Yes. But they have a bunch of different, like, uh, wing sauces from, like, mild all the way up to habanero um, and maybe something else hotter than that. Um, yeah, they have different a bunch of different dipping sauces. They had gravy, which I will get the next time. I love dipping chicken in gravy. Like, from t- uh, Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. You like the the white gravy. I like the, the white gravy. Oh yeah, yeah, not a brown gravy. It's got to be a white. No, white, this was white gravy. A white pepper yeah. gravy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what this was. I was just afraid they weren't gonna give me enough, so I didn't. I didn't get it. At least a Dairy Queen, you get like a big old yeah vat. Like, that's giant what cup of Ramsey's. When you order from Ramsey's, when I do the chicken livers, like mm-hmm. I like the white gravy with those two, and they never give you enough. No, there's never enough gravy. Mm-mm. That's for sure. So, is this place where is this place located? It's on a Waller, right across from St. Joe. Okay, so so is it, do they have dine-in? Uh, it looks like it. Okay. Yeah, I actually drove by it the other day, uh, going somewhere. But it kind of almost looks like a, what's that barbecue place? Um, city barbecue? Oh, yeah, It yeah. almost looks like city barbecue okay. from the outside, well, like a building like that. But. Yeehaw, another chicken place in Lexington. Right. <laughs> At least I like this one all right, like... Other places have questionable tenders. This does really... I would just go there and get tenders, honestly. Okay. So, if you're looking for a good tender, Slim Chickens has your... Do they have sandwiches? Yeah, they have... Um, I'm going to pull it up, actually. So okay, yeah. Pull real it, quick. Pull it up got it right here. Yeah, pull it up real they quick. they got tenders, wings. They've got... Um, let's see. they got that stuff. Uh-huh. they got wraps. They've got sandwiches. They've got three different wraps and a uh, crispy chicken sandwich, a club sandwich. I think I've got grilled chicken. Um, they've got salads. So they got a lot I think of I got chicken a, and waffles. A lot, a lot of choices in. Yeah, milkshakes, desserts. They got some good sides, um, kind of premium sides. They got fried mushrooms and oh, fried pickles. Okay. Mac and cheese, potato salad, fried okra. Ooh. And then fries and coleslaw. All right. So, yeah, they've got a bunch of different stuff. So. I see. I like that better than Zaxby's because, or Cane's, because Cane's you get your choice of slaw fries. That's like that's like it. Yeah. And I, I the fried okra sounds good. Like I, mm-hmm. I like I, love I like those okra. those side choices. Well, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. People check it out. Yeah, definitely check it out. I I was surprised by. It. I wasn't thinking it was gonna be anything like super special. Sure. But um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, but why not? What yeah. The, what the hell? Yellow, I guess. Or yeah, whatever. and it's kind of on your side of town, so there you kind go. Of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. A little bit. It's closer to you than it is to me. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Um, also, I mean, I can't say enough about Wild Eggs, the Chili Killies. Um, okay. If you're looking for something, I don't know if that's healthier, but it's something different and um, not fried. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not waffles and it's not like a big old like 7,000 calorie breakfast. But if you're going to Wild Eggs, the Mexican Chili Killies with chicken and no eggs. Okay, I recommend. I think you're supposed to eat it like traditionally with eggs. I've mm-hmm. seen it on cooking shows. It's like a rancho, rancho, huevos rancheros or something. Kind of similar. But the Chili Killie part is like flour or corn tortillas that are torn up. Oh, yeah, like 
Um, not the crispy ones, mm-hmm. but like the ones yeah. you used to make. A taco. A taco mm-hmm. or tamale or whatever. Yeah. With, which I don't guess you do that with. Whatever. It's a pulled up pieces of tor- corn tortillas and then um, beans and chicken, like shredded pulled chicken and some Mexican spices. And it comes with like a salsa verde and then this really like sour uh, limon shot. Hmm. Yeah, it's like orange and lemon and it's like really 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 tangy and really sour okay um definitely recommend that okay yes yeah, it's sounds very good. good i like wild eggs i like first watch i just those are places for some i mean they just i just don't think about going there mm-hmm. um one because they're kind of chains or whatever and i think when when we try to go to brunch we try to go like as many local places we can obviously mm-hmm. but like in richmond um at work, work there's an occasion where people be like where y'all want to go to lunch or whatever and be like oh let's go first watch because mm-hmm. you know people can still you can still get breakfast food there because i think they're open to like two or three so mm-hmm. so yeah that's it i mean it's one of those places that if you haven't been there in a while you should go because yeah. it's a chain but it's still good yeah right it's not like a huge chain or anything yeah so speaking of chains mm-hmm. this is this is a good segue too i think yeah, was God. it were those all the places you went yeah, pretty, much? pretty much um so uh you know we had we would pose a question about you know uh places in lexington that we didn't have anymore mm-hmm. chains that had gone out stuff we'd wish that would come back you know sarah mentioned long john silvers we mentioned mm-hmm. tumbleweed um there's a there's a couple of other places and so of course we put uh the question out to everybody who listens and uh I, Scott was always he was always gonna hit us <laughs> hit us back up right oh, yeah. and, and he totally did we love we love you Scott thanks we really appreciate you listening and, and supporting uh, all the podcasts that we do absolutely but thanks Scott he says restaurants no more Morrison's cafeteria mm-hmm. I liked Morrison's I've never been I've heard of it but I've never been there. we had one in Northern Kentucky and we used to go yeah I re- I always liked Morrison's Pizza Inn mm-hmm. I. I, I've heard of Pizza Inn, but I have no memory of Pizza Inn. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever been to one, too. I can't I remember. feel like that there's people who, like, swear by Pizza Inn mm-hmm. um, that I've talked to or seen online, but I don't think I myself have never, like, visited a Pizza Inn. Burger Queen. Now, I can yep. tell you a good story about Burger Queen. Mm-hmm. There was a Burger Queen in Grayson. And the CFO had his birthday parties at Burger Queen, or at least he had a Spider-Man nice. party at Burger Queen. Yeah, way back in the day when I was like real little, and maybe before I was born too, I don't remember, the the Dairy Queen in Manchester was a Burger Queen. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and then it, it became a Dairy Queen. You remember Burger Chef? See, I don't nah. remember Burger Queen. I remember Burger Chef. Mm-hmm. We had Burger Chefs in Northern Kentucky. No, I do yeah. not remember Burger Chef, but... um. Definitely, I vaguely remember the Burger Queen. Okay. And that Dairy Queen, as it is now, if it's even still there, it was way out. You had to go, like, outside of the city. Gotcha. City. The city. The city. Yeah, so. And um, I know my cousin Shannon listened, so let me know if it's still there, Shannon. (laughs) And he also, his final one was Druthers. And I do, okay. I do remember Druthers being in Lexington. And there's still, is there still the one Druthers? No, uh, um, there's not nearby. There was one in Kentucky. I have to look that up. Yeah, because uh, Hungry in Kentucky follows it on Twitter. But while you're looking that up, um, there is one in Campbellsville. Yeah, Campbellsville. That's where it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Um, 101 North Columbia Avenue in Campbellsville. And I believe they are the last one. I think they probably are. Yeah. Yeah, they follow us on uh, Twitter at HungryKY, where you can also follow us. Okay, there you go. Um, yes, and then friend of this show and GBS, uh, James, wrote too, 
with a couple of um, comments from stuff we talked about last time. So we were talking about um, there should be like an all sours bar somewhere. And he said there is one and it's in Asheville called the Funkatorium um, offshoot of Wicked Weed, looks like, which is a cool place if you've never been there. It totally is. And I, I should have remembered that I did not because um, a, there's been a couple of years. We didn't do it this year. I guess we just lost track of it. Um, maybe in the fall uh, when we go back to doing the GBS Pick'em, you know, we owe mm-hmm. James a consolation prize for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, in past, he sent us stuff from from Asheville, and he's he's sent uh, us stuff from the Funkatorium for John because mm-hmm. he knows John likes sours a whole lot, and yeah. it's been some good stuff. Oh yeah, um, definitely. I it's been one of my big plans to go back to Asheville, so hopefully that'll happen soon. Um, then he said that he has a Boston Market right by his house because oh, he lives in Raleigh, so I guess they still have a guy. Ah, oh, so good. And then um, we were talking about Max and Irma's mm-hmm. and their burgers, and then their like everything, but the kitchen the, sink, ice the cream, Sunday bar, Sunday or whatever. Bar. Yeah. And he said he hated Max and Irma's <laughs> because he loathes poppy seeds, and I guess they put poppy seeds on all their okay. hamburger buns. <laughs> I don't recollect that. But, I didn't uh, either, but that's, I mean, that's fair. I feel like poppy seeds are one of those, like, very um, divisive, um, I don't even, they're not a food, but, like, one of those very divisive flavors. Which is weird to me because love them or hate them. When, I, when, they're I on, like, when they're on bread, I don't even think I can taste them. Like, I, I know that they're there, but it's like something that the flavor doesn't even register for me. Unless you get one stuck in your teeth and yeah. you dislodge it and then you mm-hmm. kind of bite down on it. I really like them more in like a dessert, like a lemon poppy seed, like cake is mm-hmm. always good or mm-hmm. a muffin. Okay. Um, I love a poppy seed bread. You gotta watch that though. Yeah. Just um, be sure to tell the person that's uh, collecting your urine when you're taking a drug screen because otherwise you they may think that you're on, what is it, LSD? Or, Op- uh, opium. Or, yeah. They may think that you're on the heroin fentanyl track. Yeah, because so. and you won't go get to see, you won't get to go see the Bushman of the Kalahari. It's a Seinfeld episode. Oh, like, oh that's exactly what I thought you were. I thought that's what you were referring to. No, I'm just referring <gasps> to real life when you go get a because test, there is yeah. an exact Seinfeld episode where Elaine is going to go to to the to Africa to the, visit the, the the Bushman of the Kalahari, and she she keeps testing positive on her urine test and she can't <laughs> figure it out. And she's sitting at the diner eating a muffin, and the guy at the counter she's telling the waitress her problem, and the guy at the counter goes, "Oh, you know what what." opium's made out of poppy seeds seeds. and then at the end um she ends up having to get a sample of mrs seinfeld's urine (laughs) and then she can't go anyway because it shows that she has osteoporosis or something (laughs) yeah i know i've seen all the episodes i do not remember them like you but i swear to god i thought that's what you were talking about because because the scenario you described like is exactly the the, (laughs) one of the situations in the the show yeah i mean if any, I mean, just for me, any job I've had because it's healthcare related, you have to have like a drug test. Sure. And uh, they will ask you, have you had poppy seeds in the past 30 days? Or have you eaten this or yeah. that? Or like certain foods can like show up, cause false positives for certain drugs. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you have to let them know what you've been eating. So kind of lay off the poppy seeds if you think you're getting a new job in the next month or so there you go so seinfeld actually had it right yes that's hilarious i don't know why they were testing about that to go on (laughs) to africa but you know i've never been to africa so i don't know i know you gotta have your malaria shot it was it was jay peterman so who knows (laughs) you can't go to africa because you've got osteoporosis 
What is it, the army? (laughs) No, it was like, and like she, she had the, the, I don't know, it was the the body of a 75 year old. I don't know, because it was Mrs. Because it was an old lady's urine, right? Of course. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, we have a, we have a fun, fun article Mm -hmm. to discuss today. So, you know, we're going to put Renee's reports on, on a little bit of a hiatus until Renee comes back. Because that's her thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's Renee's thing. Yeah. I don't want to take over her thing. So we're going to try to find some uh, fun food articles to kind of discuss, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found one, which I think, I, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what we think about this. So this is from ta- the, the takeout.com. 11 flavor innovations that were better than the original. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Should, shall we see if we agree with these? Yes. So the first one is peanut M&M's. So, M&M's were released in 1941. Peanut version blew the classic product out of the water by adding not only some nice nutty flavor, but more importantly, a supremely satisfying crunch. So, you think better than the original, peanut M&M's. I think it depends on my mood. But more often than not, I find myself going for plain M&M's in the scenario. Okay. But I like a peanut M&M. See, I... I like peanut. I, th- I like peanut M Ms, but I like original M Ms. But I think I'm gonna lean toward the peanut M M. But I don't know if it was just so. It was like more innovative than the original. Sure. We'll say that. Doctor Pepper Cherry. I don't think I have to say anything about this. I just no. I just recently, like last week, for the first time, I had the Doctor Pepper Zero Sugar Cherry. Uh huh. Um, I didn't like it that much. I mean, I love cherry flavored drinks, but like yeah. this one, it tasted like bad. Like the first drink or two, I was like, ooh, gross. This almost tastes like licorice or something. Hmm. Kind of gross. Yeah. But after that, I never really got a cherry off of it, honestly. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cherry Coke person. If I'm going cherry, I'm going cherry Coke. If I want Dr. Pepper, I'm going regular Dr. Pepper. I'm sorry, but if some of the f- flavored Dr. Peppers that we've had on here, mm-hmm. the, like the strawberries and cream, and, no, nah, you can't you can't beat an original. What I will say about the flavored Dr. Peppers, though, as far as the zero sugar one, um, the cream soda one is really good. Okay, like cream I don't soda. think I've had that one, but... Uh, just recently tried it, too. Would recommend but that I, one, but I do think we disagree, Doctor uh, Doctor Pepper Cherry. No, nah. not better than the original. Okay, now this is one that everybody says is is true. All right, the Reese's peanut butter eggs. Everybody says that this one that they're better. Um, I don't know, better texture, softer, more malleable chocolate coating. They're better than just the regular Reese's. Coat. Yes, hard disagree. Really? Yes, you, I do not like a Reese's egg. It's too much peanut butter. Okay, I've, and see that's we have why this debate a lot. I know <laughs> there is already I feel like too much peanut butter in the regular Reese's peanut butter cup. Although if they're frozen, I love them. But you got to go thin Reese's cup. Okay, and I will not eat an egg. It's way too much peanut butter. Do you like the thins? Yes, hmm. I love the thins. It's just like if the peanut butter were like creamy on the inside that'd be fine but more often than not in those are like chalky mm-hmm. and i don't like a chalky okay anything. and see there's a lot of people that like that pe- the, I know, the greater peanut the the, the, like the greater peanut butter ratio but I, i'm gonna i'm gonna say they're not better than the original no. right no, no, no. okay so this one is ruffles cheddar and sour cream which this person is saying is not necessarily better than regular ruffles but is like better than just the sour cream and onion what was the one again? What so the rough, the Ruffles cheddar and sour cheddar cream and sour is cream better sour than sour cream and onion. Yes. 
Oh, okay. I love cheddar and sour cream. I don't eat them a lot, but if I'm like wanting a roughly chip, that's probably uh-huh. what I'm going to get. I'm going to disagree. I like the sour cream and onion original. I, mean, I like them, but... I'm not a huge fan of, of that powdered cheddar. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree on this. Now this one, I don't I don't think I've ever had these, so I'm not sure I'm gonna make a call on this. Reese's sticks. They have they're like a they got the crunch. There's like a cookie wafer with peanut butter and chocolate. Oh, yeah. Nah. I don't think I've ever had them. And uh, I, I don't think they're blind, better. I don't think they're better than the original cup. No. Nah. Right? If we can't even remember if we've had them, then they're not better than Yeah, the cup. so no. Tropical Skittles. Hmm. No. Nah. <sighs> See, I like regular Skittles, too. I just... It's either regular Skittles or sour Skittles. Yeah. And see this, the person who wrote this says, Tropical Skittles pop even more with a brightness from flavors like kiwi and pineapple that works better with the candy's chewy texture. What's wrong with lime and cherry and grape and lemon and orange? Um, Eh. They're like number three or four for me. Okay. Double stuffed Oreos. Yeah. You think better than the original? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to say yes. The mega stuffed? Nah, we probably don't. Then you get too much. I think double stuff is the good ratio. Yeah, let's not go too much further than double stuff. That's the Goldilocks ratio. Yeah, like now because double stuffed have been around for so long. I think they came out when I was like, I don't know, probably 12 or 13. Yeah, it doesn't say. Um, I was, I think, a, a budding teenager when those came on the market. I don't even really remember a time without double stuffed Oreo. And now when you look at them, it's just like, why would I get regular Oreos? There's right. like no cream in here. Yeah. So this, this is this is one that I think you will agree. Okay. Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Better than the original? Yes. No. Really? I mean, original's original. Like. I'm a little bit surprised because I thought you were like a huge Baja Blast person. It's That was the impression that I had. It's kind of, it's kind of a little too sweet. I don't See, know. I think it's too sweet too. Yeah. And Mountain Dew's already sweet enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say no. Regular. Ooh. Okay. Now this one I've never had. I mean, I like my hot blast, but I would try this. Uh, Snickers Dark. And I don't know if this was like only available like in like Brit- Britain or something because. I've had Milky Way Dark. I love Milky Way Dark. The Midnight Milky Way oh, is God, maybe yes. my favorite candy bar. Give me that in a cherry Coke and we're road tripping. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you. Snickers Dark, meh. I, I would try it, but I can't make an assessment because I do like a good Snickers. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say no. I mean, it does. It sounds good, but there's also other um, Snickers variants that I like better. Like that brownie Snickers mm, was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And um, what was the, the peanut butter Snickers is pretty good. Yeah. But, and I just love a regular Snickers. Snickers uh, Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good that's one. That's where you got to go when you get in a blizzard. You got to get Snickers. Yeah. And I think we're both going to agree on this. I think. So this is the last one here. Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you hesitated and I thought, oh my God, are you going to say no? Because you're going to have to leave and I'll, do, <laughs> I'll, I'll continue this by myself. <laughs> She's just going to talk to no one, folks. Um, no, I would agree with that. Um, I mean, I love both. My all-time favorite, like, I don't want to say like, um, 
it's not a sad meal really, but like my all-time favorite stress-eating meal is just straight up regular Doritos and regular Mountain Dew. Okay. Um, but That's yeah, fair. the Cool Ranch. Cool of course, Ranch. I love a Cool Ranch. Love Cool Ranch. I think Cool Ranch is better than Taco Bell. Bring back the right? Cool Ranch Dorito yes. show. Yes, come on, man. Um, yes, if, if there's if like I'm I'm at a, a function and there's various chip snack bags there, mm-hmm. I'm going for the Cool Ranch Doritos first. That sounds really good. Walking tacos Ooh. with those. Yes, with the Cool Ranch chips. Uh, hey, Commonwealth Stadium hashtag not my Kroger Field. Bring those back. Yeah, please. They were delicious. Well, if you just walked up to the concession stand with your own bag and you're like, can you just dump some right. nachos in here? Honestly, on our side, they probably would because our side is the trash people's side. Right? <laughs> it's the garbage people's side. <laughs> so that's a fun article, mm-hmm. which actually, again, man, we're all over these segments today. It's going to lead us into yeah. what 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 number of America's whatever. I don't know. I guess it's America's favorite now. Okay. It's a... <laughs> Everybody wants to try some food. Yeah, so um, we got some good stuff to try today. I was like, I was a little disappointed at first because I was scouring the stores yesterday, um, and nothing was really like popping up as something to try. Like nothing new, nothing like standing out. And I was like, great, there's not really anything to try. But then I started. Uh, actually, I found most of it at Walmart. But um, when I was at Kroger. I found these Uts. Uts? I say Uts. I say Uts. I look at it as UTZ. In my mind, it's Uts. However you're saying that word. I'm going to say Uts. It's the crab chip. And this is a chip with Chesapeake Bay crab seasoning on it. So, what do you think of that one? I like them. I'm getting the hint of the crab seasoning. Maybe you need to dig down to the bottom of the bag. Because you're getting... I found some. Okay. That were like... You got nothing on first couple of tries. Yeah, the first one I pulled out tasted like a plain potato chip. Mm -hmm. And maybe my taste buds are blown. But but, um, I'm totally definitely getting it. And it's it's just a hint. It's subtle. It's not like a punchy in the face type of thing. I'm licking this chip right now to see if I can get some seasoning (laughs) off of it. I I like them. I like the flavor. The only thing I'm not super, super sold on is they're too thin. They're just yeah. a little too thin. I like a thicker chip. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Um, but yeah, uh, flavor-wise, though, I dug them. Yeah, when you get one that's got some seasoning on it. Yeah, yeah good. sure. I get old baby. I get a little hint of the crab in the back. Yeah, they're pretty. They're they're pretty good. Yeah, they're not right. bad. They're okay. Um, the second one is a Walmart exclusive, apparently, because it says only at Walmart at the top. But these are another Pringle hot honey. Meh, they're okay. I get a little bit of sweetness. I definitely get hot on the back end. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, w- I get some of the honey up top. I guess I would have liked some kind of like barbecue flavored to them, like a hot honey barbecue. Mm-hmm. Would have that then they would have been really good. These are just okay. I also got some Mike's hot honey when I was there yesterday too. I should have brought that to put on these to make them more hot and honey. Yeah, if it had been like a hot honey barbecue mm-hmm. type of thing, yes. Yeah, they're also a little plain after. Yeah, they're these to me could both use some more seasoning, but that's just. I think the honey, the honey for me, I like the the uts. Yeah, just make them thicker. Finally, Mm -hmm. we have some cookies. Yeah, I was also perusing Walmart when I saw these um, soft Pillsbury soft baked cookies, uh, Lucky Charms. So they're just like sugar cookies with the Lucky Charms um, marshmallows in them. They're yeah. good. Well, and I love me a soft bake. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good sugar cookie. I don't love a crunchy cookie. If I'm going to get a crunchy cookie, mm-hmm. I, I'm liking those Tate's ones. 
But um, yeah, these are good. Yeah, I dug them. Yeah. I liked them. Yeah, they're. I mean, they just reminded me kind of those like those sugar cookies that have the little sprinkles in them that mm-hmm. you can bake or whatever. Except you just buy these in package and open them and eat them. Yeah, and you definitely get that marshmallow taste. Off oh of yeah, that. for sure. Off of yeah, Lucky Charms. Yeah, um, pretty good. And I already ate some yesterday when I was at my house, <laughs> and a- I warmed them up. They're good. Okay. Yeah, I, I like them. So I get some good offerings uh, uh, on this episode for. I think so. Yeah. For everybody, to try some food. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Sarah. You're welcome. Well, I guess the history's back to me yep. this this uh, this week, this episode, whatever you want to say. Yep. And uh, it is 4th of July as we're recording this, and so I, I felt like I had to bring an American icon to the yeah, table. Yeah, so let me introduce it properly Okay, for go for it. The Oh, yeah. It's time for the hinky history lesson. Sorry, I almost forgot about that. I was just so excited. Wow. I was so excited, right? Because it's an American icon. Mm-hmm. It's something that you've probably had drunk, <laughs> which was a lot better than when you had it sober. And I've only had it one time ever, and I was stone cold sober. <laughs> and that's White Castle, mm-hmm. which actually is the oldest fast food restaurant in the United States of America. I had to argue this at a trivia a couple of weeks ago. Um, somebody tried to say that um, In and Out Burger, no, not In and Out. Um, what's the other one? Not what? No, maybe it was In and Out. I don't know. One of those burger chains was, and I said, no, 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 no. I have watched that American Food Show on the History Channel, and I distinctly remember them saying that the White White Castle was established in 1921, and it is indeed it, the oldest. Uh, fast food restaurant in the United States or whatever. So opened in Wichita, Kansas in 1921. And this is from, I found this article from americacomesalive.com. I looked on Wikipedia. That article was way too long and way too much. It was too much like detail stuff. Oh yeah. Right. That tends to happen. Yeah. So this, this is, this is, I think is a good one. The restaurant was the start of what has become a multi-billion dollar fast food industry. White Castle predated McDonald's by many years. The first food stand operated by the McDonald's family did not open until 1937, so suck at McDonald's. (laughs) Walt Anderson was the cook behind the counter of the earliest White Castle restaurant. Anderson had been running food stands in Wichita since 1916 when he opened the first diner in a converted streetcar. As he developed the preparation methods... He found that starting with a mound of fresh beef and then pressing it into a flat square and poking five well-placed holes in the meat meant that he could cook the burger thoroughly without having to flip it. He soon found that cooking the patty on a bed of chopped onions that were on the grill with the bun placed on top permitted all of the flavors to permeate the bun. Anderson did well enough at his first location that he added a second and third. When scouting locations, he worked with a helpful real estate agent, Edgar Waldo Billy Ingram. As the two men got to know each other, they decided to team up on what would be a fourth restaurant for Anderson. So, he was already kind of hawking meat, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Anderson's operations were doing well, but he shared with Ingram the fact that there was still resistance by some to eating ground beef because of unsanitary aspects of the meat business that were exposed by Upton Sinclair's book, The Jungle, from 1906. To counter this, Ingram suggested a new style of restaurant. So, if you're not familiar with that book, it really exposed the uh, awful, horrid, disgusting, unsanitary practices that were going on in the mass food industry at that Mm -hmm. time, and really helped to kind of 
bring about like the FDA and, and regulation, right, mm-hmm. in, in food processing. Sure. So they decided to, um, you know, build like this this castle looking thing that that took looked like a, a pumping water pumping station in downtown Chicago, and they decided to call the new restaurant White Castle. To make the building look like a small White Castle, porcelain was used on the interior to emphasize a sparkling clean all white restaurant. The kitchen was also viewable by the public to reassure them that the food was prepared under highly sanitary conditions, which is super smart. Apparently, they were like all stainless steel, mm-hmm. like on the inside, which oh. is supposed to be like more sanitary. Yep. And the um, like the uh, the workers all wore like paper hats and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of like more sanitary. Yep. When the first White Castle opened, the burgers were prepared with Anderson's signature cooking method, and they were priced at a nickel a burger. Wow. The ads encouraged to people encouraged people to buy and buy the sack. 1923, they expanded with the location in Omaha. Before 1930, they had branched into 12 major cities in the Midwest, as well as New York and New Jersey. By 1924, they incorporated as the White Castle System of Eating Houses Corporation, okay. <laughs> which is which is kind of weird. Now, here's where you get into the fact that these two guys really kind of created a lot of the marketing that you see around fast food, um, which is which is really kind of interesting. So, you know, people were still a little bit skeptical of eating meat at uh, these restaurants and, the, and that kind of thing. So... Uh, Ingram had an answer in the form of an idea for a scientific experiment. Many years before the movie Supersize Me, Ingram persuaded biochemist Jesse McClendon to conduct a scientific experiment. McClendon planned that a subject would eat only White Castle hamburgers and water for 13 weeks. The volunteer chosen was a medical student at the University of Minnesota. The fellow was very excited at the beginning of the experiment and often consumed 10 burgers at a sitting. When he tired of the sameness of the diet, he kept up with it for 13 weeks, documenting all he ate in a diary. At the conclusion of the period, he was pronounced in good health. His consumption had averaged to 20 to 24 burgers per day. Yikes. (laughs) I wonder how many, like, full-size burgers that equals out to. Oh, wow. Probably eight... Six, Probably, because if you put them together, I think like four would equal like maybe a full size burger. Maybe. maybe I don't. Yeah, I don't know. The company pioneered the first use of the restaurant newspaper coupons, so that's that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first coupon ran in a paper in St. Louis on June third, nineteen thirty two. It offered a carry out order of five hamburgers for ten cents. The coupon was overwhelmingly successful and helped expand the White Castle audience. It also introduced a new type of marketing for the restaurant industry. White Castle was the first to apply the assembly line method to the work going on in the kitchen. Walt Anderson, the original cook, realized restaurants needed a uniform system of burger making so that there was standardization across the chain. He also prepared a manual for food preparation and guidelines for employee cleanliness and appearance. So see, people can like rag on White Castle about being, oh, it's belly bombs and all this stuff. But (laughs) historically, they were innovators in terms of like... um, I guess, what what am I trying to say? Cleanliness and and that kind of thing of the industry. Building restaurants quickly also became of paramount importance. In 1934, Ingram established porcelain steel buildings to prefabricate the sections of the building so the pieces could be trucked into a location and put up quickly. The entire hamburger industry owes White Castle a thanks for creating National Hamburger Month in 1992. Every year when the month of May rolls around, places that sell hamburgers come up with new promotions to entice the public. 
This article says there are now 420 White Castle restaurants. The business continues to resist franchising. I did not know that they that you couldn't do a franchise. Oh, I tr- I, I tried to figure out how you do it, but I, I I couldn't. So they do sell White Castle frozen products in grocery stores. The restaurants are all owned by the privately held White Castle Management Company. Hmm. This business is controlled by descendants of Billy Ingram, so it's still technically hmm. a family business. Dang, interesting. Yeah. I bet they're one of the few that don't franchise then. Yeah. Because I know, like, you mentioned McDonald's earlier. I think all the McDonald's around here are franchised. And you can actually, like, reach out to the franchise owner. Yeah. That, a lot of them. Yeah. If you wanted to. Yep, they are. Um, yeah. That's interesting. But, yeah, so th- there's there's a uh, there's a, a lot more stuff. But that's kind of the basic history of, of White Castle. Mm-hmm. And kind of them being innovators uh, in the industry and encouraging people to actually go and eat, f- you know, out fast food and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because everybody obviously was... I would have been skeptical, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in the 20s, for sure. I did look up how big they are. Um, it said they're two and a half inches uh, wide, which means out of a pound of them, you can get 18 burgers. Okay. Wow. All and right. then I saw something else that said that sliders are two ounces each. Okay. So if you're going to make a quarter pound, two of them would be a quarter pound yeah. burger. All right. I mean, I, I could probably put away like six. I feel like six is about six to eight, maybe. I'm probably only capable of four these days. I get I get full really quickly. Um, but I've only had them that one, maybe one other time besides the time I tried it for the first time on here during the pandemic. It's been a while for me. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Stained. She only got a country singer now. Is he really? Ugh. Yeah, it's a shame. I used to to have a crush on him when I was also in middle school. The same time the double stuffed Oreos came out. I was going to say, wasn't that... Double stuffed Oreos and Stain were really having a moment in 1998 or whenever that was. Early 2000s, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. There's a little bit of history about White Castle. A true American icon. Truly. Uh, yeah, the poking holes in them so you didn't have to flip them. That is Which makes sense because, you know, especially if you're the only one kind of running the restaurant, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to figure out an efficient way to to, to get that yeah. food, get food, good food quickly. Yes, I'm glad somebody's figured that out. I have not figured that out. And in the haste of me trying to efficiently make my dinner last night, speaking of, I burnt my hands. Aww. So maybe the White Castle people are less adept at burning their hands unlike me yeah so be careful when you're cooking out there folks well in a couple of Stuff years a couple of years ago they also um had that innovation that was the flippy the the automatic the robot that automatically flipped the burgers do you remember that mm-hmm. i think that was that was a uh, two or three years ago yeah very much on the front line of innovation, those White Castle guys are. Right. Yep. That's that's one of those things, like, if it's not late at night, or if I haven't been, you know, had some beverages and it's late at night, I'm just not like, hey, you know where we should go for lunch? White Castle. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever said that, which I, I think it probably catches them by surprise when someone rolls through there at, like... 12 31 o'clock well, in the afternoon i will say their their chicken rings are very good yeah i do like those and they have they have some pretty decent onion rings i when i had it um i liked the sliders i liked the chicken rings i don't remember liking the fries because i feel like they were just like, they're they're basic crinkle cut fries yeah they were soggy I feel they're like. okay yeah 
Uh, the chicken rings, yeah, those were good. Now, are you a cheese slider person? Yeah. Now, have you had their fish sandwich? I don't think so. Because they have a fish sandwich. I did not know. I'm not sure is if it's it on... a slider fish sandwich? It is a slider oh. fish. Everything they have is sliders. Okay. Interesting. I have not had that. Um, I'm probably not going to try it anytime soon. Okay. I'm glad that they... I'm, I'm glad for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and the, the fact that they haven't franchised is really fascinating to me. I don't think I knew that. And I was reading through that article. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Really? Because, yeah, like you were saying, I think most fast food places nowadays are franchisable. Yeah, like, I can't imagine that Mr. Bill of Taco Bell (laughs) is, like, up here with sole ownership of every single Taco Bell, you know what I mean? Right. And same with McDonald's. I just know for a fact that McDonald's is all franchised. And I think all the Chick-fil-A's now are franchised, or Mm -hmm. most of them are. Yep, yep. Wendy's is. Yeah. Burger King's. So it's it's pretty rare for someone to not have like franchises available to buy but yeah i guess that's how you keep like consistent quality though too because it's just have one owner sure you just everybody conforms to the same thing yeah but which is what they were trying to do right yeah yeah because it's it's weird how that franchise thing works in my understanding because um you know franchise you you still have to have there's still some corporate stuff you have to follow yeah but you can have your own special uh depending in in what area you're in you can do different things and and that kind of stuff so yeah but i guess if you go to white castle you're going to white castle that's good at least you know everywhere you go you you get the same thing yeah so so there you go there's your hinky history for for this episode thank you i enjoyed that yeah all righty well that's a that's all of our planned segments. We can go through and talk about what we're drinking real quick. I actually had a lot of good contenders to choose from at my house to drink, but and I didn't even mean to pick this one. I meant to pick the other. Did one. you choose wisely? I mean, I guess it worked out. But um, this is the Mountain Dew Baja Caribbean Splash, and this is due with a blast of natural and artificial guava flavor. I still don't know what guava is supposed to taste like. Honestly, I'm not either. Like, we should just find some guava juice and try it. Like, just straight up guava juice. Yeah, I mean, it tastes fruity. It just tastes fruity. It almost tastes like a pink Starburst. Okay. I think that's what guava is supposed to taste like. A pink Starburst. What is that flavor supposed to be? Strawberry? Yes, I think. It vaguely tastes like that. Okay. It's not... It's not bad. I intended to bring the passion fruit one, which I'll bring the next time. Yeah. And I have a weird Coke Zero flavor, Hmm. which I might have to bring the next time because it might not be relevant after that. Oh, okay. So, we'll see. All right. We'll see. You know if it's relevant now, but... Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm getting low on my second pack of Yoritos, so I'm going to have to figure something else pretty soon. Um, but for now, I had the Aritos Fruit Punch, which is very delicious. It's it's fruit punchy, but not like super sweet. It, again, it's just, these are so delicious. And when you get them really cold, mm-hmm. oh, they're so, they're quenching. Uh, I got some of your all's Clear Americans when I was at the Walmart yesterday, too. Uh, the Blackberry Lemonade was really good. John's not a fan of that really? one. Really? I yeah. like that one a lot. And then today for the holiday, I had the, the red, white, and uh-huh. blue, the yeah. Yeah, red, white, and blue uh, mm-hmm. bomb pop flavored one. okay yeah it vaguely tastes like a okay bomb. yeah but after a while it just tastes like artificial sweetener yeah well and of course you know i have i have stopped drinking on this show um but this is marka and it's marka's birthday mm-hmm. so i at least had to have a couple of beers right yeah. i mean come on record on the fourth of july uh so i got i got me some uh country boy super premium lagers <laughs> those those are really delicious yeah those are and good ones. love love me some country boy yep um 
Yeah, that, uh, what was the one I had? The Hillbilly Hustle that I had yeah. at the Craft Bash? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I went to the Craft Bash. I forgot to talk about <laughs> that. Probably because I talked about it on uh, GBS last week. Well, yeah, so if you want to hear it, if you want to hear that, yeah, like, just go listen to Sarah on episode 377. Yeah, check that out. I mean, just a quick synopsis. Was fun. Would go again. <laughs> had um, several beers that I could have here in Lexington, but I chose to just taste them in Louisville. But, um, yeah, it was fun. Fun. Good yeah, times. Go next year. There you go. It's worth it. There you go. That's a great summary. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Hillbilly, Hillbilly Hustle in particular was a very good one. So if you can find that at Country Boy, would recommend. And I would love to go find that at Country Boy as well. Um, and I would love for you guys to find us on the internet. We are at Hungry and KY on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you like sending emails, you can email us hungryandky at gmail.com. And you can find our show every other Wednesday, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And then where do we find you at, Carrie? On Twitter, at GRLS Beer Sports. We're on Facebook. or on Instagram. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. And also, Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats is on Facebook, Instagram, at Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. And Twitter, at BB Eats. There you go. Yep, that's it. Alrighty. Well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky. Stay hungry, Kentucky.